Welcome to Soul Rio, a church where God is made center, families made stronger, and lives restored. Today we bring you a special Good Friday service presented by Pastor Alan Moss on March 25th, 2016. Good evening. I thought we'd kind of do something a little different. Uh, all you guys know I work with kids. So what I wanted to kind of do tonight was uh, use something that kids use all the time. And I remember using a lot of it when I was a little boy as well. But tonight we're going to use our imagination. Uh, there's not going to be anywhere that you need to follow along. Uh, I don't want you looking at the screens. I truly want you to use your imagination. See, tonight we call this Good Friday. And I started thinking about that. And I started thinking, what did they call it? And when I say they, you know, 2,000 years ago, we saw three videos. And in a, in a few minutes, we're going to partake in, the, in the, what we call the, last, the Lord's Supper, the Last Supper. We're going to do that as a family. But they didn't call it that then, did they? And they didn't obviously call it Good Friday. And I started thinking about the, the Lord's Supper, and, and, you know, we call it the Last Supper. And I really started trying to, to figure out, you know, by using my imagination, how the disciples really felt the night they did that. And in order to do that, I think maybe we need to go back and kind of remember what really it was supposed to be. See, it wasn't supposed to be a sad time. That, that, that meal they had, it wasn't supposed to be a revelation of something. It was the Passover feast. The Passover feast was a, a joyous time. The, it had been going on for, for years. And, and, and to remember the Passover feast, what it was, if you remember correctly, it was the Passover when the people were in Egypt. They were still celebrating that night. So they called it the Passover feast. So when they went there to have the Passover feast, it was a joyous celebration. That's why they were there. They weren't there to be sad. They weren't there to, to find something out that they didn't know. They were there to celebrate. That's why they were there. That's why they had this big mill set out in front of them. It would be like me going to Golden Corral. I mean, you know, but that's, that's what they were going to do. They were just going to have a blast. At least that's what they thought. And if we remember that video, things changed really fast. It turned from a joyous time to a time of confusion a time of, of asking questions, a time of wondering, what is he talking about? Now, their first clue, just like that video, their first clue that this was not a normal Passover feast was when Jesus got up and washed their feet. Now, that is really significant. We don't, we don't kind of think sometimes how important that is. But if we remember correctly, the lowest of the low washed their feet. A servant came in and washed their feet. 
That's who was supposed to do that job. Not Jesus. Not the king. Not who they thought at that moment was their Messiah, their Savior. He wasn't supposed to do that. So that changed that meal really fast. And then it continued to change. Then he told them, somebody here, one of you guys, that I handpicked is going to betray me tonight. Now, now this festival, this feast, this joyous time really took a turn. Because now there was doubt. And I'm sure there was accusations. And I'm sure each one of those guys was thinking, who could it be? It's got to be him. Oh, maybe it's John. Oh, maybe it's Thomas. Maybe it's Judas. Maybe it's Bartholomew. Who could it be? Maybe it's Peter. But then things kept getting different, getting weirder. Peter, the rock, the church... He says, God, I will never deny you. And what did Jesus say? Peter, man, you're going to deny you even know me tonight. You will deny that you even know who I am, that you even ever met me. You will deny that. So now this meal this joyous time, this festival, this Passover feast that was supposed to be joyous has totally turned upside down. I want you to imagine that thought. See, it's not much different. It's really not. It's not hard to imagine what it was 2,000 years ago. You know why? Because when you go outside tonight, look up into the sky. Guess what? That's the same sky that was there 2,000 years ago, isn't it, Jerry? When you see those stars out there, that's the same stars they saw. That moon, it hasn't changed. It's the same moon that was there 2,000 years ago when Jesus was telling them, One of you are going to deny me. Peter, you're going to deny you even know me. It's the same. They had doubt. We have doubt. They had troubles. We had troubles. Nothing's really changed. So it's not that hard to imagine ourselves there. That night when they were doing that supper. And in a few moments, Jeff is going to come up and play, and I'm going to ask each and every one of you to walk up, get a piece of bread, get a glass, go back to your seats, hold on to that, and we're going to do the supper just like they did. But we're not going to stop there. After we do that, I'm going to come back and we're going to finish 
this story. We're going to finish what happened that night. We're going to finish that. So right now, I'm going to pray. I want you to come up. I want you to go ahead and get that here in a second. After we pray, go back to your seats. When everybody gets that, we'll, we'll, we'll keep going. Let's pray. Father, we come to you tonight trying to open our minds and trying to open our hearts and trying to put ourselves in that position that these disciples were in. We want to think exactly like they did that night, not really knowing what's going on. Lord, we want to be that way so we can draw closer to you. Lord, I ask that you be with us as we do this. Let us remember what it is and what it's truly for. Because at the time, the disciples truly didn't know. They didn't know what it was for. They didn't know what was going on. They were probably confused and scared and terrified just like we are every day. So Lord, I ask that you be with us now as we start this communion and this new covenant that you gave us. We thank you, we honor you, and we love you. Amen. Good evening. I thought we'd kind of do something a little different. Uh, All you guys know I work with kids. So what I wanted to kind of do tonight was uh, use something that kids use all the time. And I remember using a lot of it when I was a little boy as well. But tonight we're going to use our imagination. Uh, There's not going to be anywhere that you need to follow along. Uh, I don't want you looking at the screens. I truly want you to use your imagination. See, tonight we call this Good Friday. And I started thinking about that. And I started thinking, what did they call it? And when I say they, you know, 2,000 years ago, we saw three videos. And in a a few minutes, we're going to partake in in what we call the the Lord's Supper, the Last Supper. We're going to do that as a family. But they didn't call it that then, did they? And they didn't obviously call it Good Friday. And I started thinking about the, the Lord's Supper, and, and you know we call it the Last Supper. And I really started trying to, to figure out, you know, by using my imagination, how the disciples really felt the night they did that. And in order to do that, I think maybe we need to go back and kind of remember what really it was supposed to be. See, it wasn't supposed to be a sad time. That that meal they had, it wasn't supposed to be a revelation of something. It was the Passover feast. The Passover feast was a a joyous time. It had been going on for, for years. 
and, and, and to remember the Passover feast, what it was, if you remember correctly, it was the Passover when the people were in Egypt. They were still celebrating that night. So they called it the Passover feast. So when they went there to have the Passover feast, it was a joyous celebration. That's why they were there. They weren't there to be sad. They weren't there to, to find something out that they didn't know. They were there to celebrate. That's why they were there. That's why they had this big mill set out in front of them. It would be like me going to Golden Corral. I mean, you know, but that's, that's what they were going to do. They were just going to have a blast. At least that's what they thought. And if we remember that video, things changed really fast. It turned from a joyous time to a time of confusion, a time of, of asking questions, a time of wondering, what is he talking about? Now their first clue just like that video, their first clue that this was not a normal Passover feast was when Jesus got up and washed their feet. Now that is really significant. We don't, we don't kind of think sometimes how important that is, but if we remember correctly, the lowest of the low washed their feet. A servant came in and washed their feet. That's who was supposed to do that job. Not Jesus. Not the king. Not who they thought at that moment was their Messiah, their Savior. He wasn't supposed to do that. So that changed that meal really fast. And then it continued to change. Then he told them, somebody here, one of you guys that I handpicked is going to betray me tonight. Now, now this festival, this feast, this joyous time really took a turn. Because now there was doubt. And I'm sure there was accusations. And I'm sure each one of those guys was thinking, who could it be? It's got to be him. Oh, maybe it's John. Oh, maybe it's Thomas. Maybe it's Judas. Maybe it's Bartholomew. Who could it be? Maybe it's Peter. But then things kept getting different, getting weirder. Peter, the rock, the church... He says, God, I will never deny you. And what did Jesus say? Peter, man, you're going to deny you even know me tonight. You will deny that you even know who I am, that you even ever met me. You will deny that. So now this meal this joyous time, this festival, this Passover feast that was supposed to be joyous has totally turned upside down. 
I want you to imagine that thought. See, it's not much different. It's really not. It's not hard to imagine what it was 2,000 years ago. You know why? Because when you go outside tonight, look up into the sky. Guess what? That's the same sky that was there 2,000 years ago, isn't it, Jerry? When you see those stars out there, that's the same stars they saw. That moon, it hasn't changed. It's the same moon that was there 2,000 years ago when Jesus was telling them, one of you are going to deny me. Peter, you're going to deny you even know me. It's the same. They had doubt. We have doubt. They had troubles. We had troubles. Nothing's really changed. So it's not that hard to imagine ourselves there that night when they were doing that supper. And in a few moments... Jeff is going to come up and play, and I'm going to ask each and every one of you to walk up, get a piece of bread, get a glass, go back to your seats, hold on to that, and we're going to do the supper just like they did. But we're not going to stop there. After we do that, I'm going to come back, and we're going to finish this story. We're going to finish what happened that night. We're going to finish that. So right now, I'm going to pray. I want you to come up. I want you to go ahead and get that here in a second. After we pray, go back to your seats. When everybody gets that, we'll, we'll, we'll keep going. Let's pray. Father, we come to you tonight trying to open our minds and trying to open our hearts and trying to put ourselves in that position that these disciples were in. We want to think exactly like they did that night, not really knowing what's going on. Lord, we want to be that way so we can draw closer to you. Lord, I ask that you be with us as we do this. Let us remember what it is and what it's truly for. Because at the time, the disciples truly didn't know. They didn't know what it was for. They didn't know what was going on. They were probably confused and scared and terrified, just like we are every day. So Lord, I ask that you be with us now as we Start this communion and this new covenant that you gave us. We thank you, we honor you, and we love you. Amen. Thank you for listening, and we pray you were blessed by today's message. You're invited to worship with us Sunday mornings at 10 a.m., For directions and information about Sol Rio and our weekly events, please visit our website 
at soulrio.com. You may also contact us by phone at area code 505-792-8737 or email us at info at soulrio.com. At Soul Rio, we're a community of followers of Jesus Christ, committed to live by faith, to be known by love, and to be a voice of hope to our community. We invite you to go with us on this journey.